Hi, this is Rise Rocket Radio, episode 163, recorded on Thursday the 12th of January 2017 at 18.48 and 18 seconds. Hi there. Let's start off with the news. The personal news, what happened to me? Yes, let's just leave it at something did, which means that this podcast, which should have gone out earlier, didn't get recorded until today. So what are your resolutions for the new year? Mine are... well, I'm not going to talk about it. I have hundreds, but they are constantly evolving. But if you know me personally, you'll know exactly what they are. You thought I was going to pontificate some condescending nonsense here, didn't you? But I resisted. Today, we're not talking about writing at all. We'll be doing that tomorrow, because tomorrow is Friday the 13th. Seems like an appropriate time to talk about horror writing, so we'll do that tomorrow. But today, there's a whole load of shows and movies that I want to talk about. So let's start that now. Class 2016. Obviously, I'm way, way late in talking about this Doctor Who spin-off that I actually like. The last one I liked was the Sarah Jane Adventures. Torchwood? I'm sorry, I hated. This is set in the iconically important location to the DW universe, the Coal Hill Academy, which sounds really dismal, and I think that's the idea. It's supposed to be a bit dismal. That was used in the first episode, and subsequently too. In this new TV show, or it was new last year, it's not very new now, And I've only seen the first episode, and I know there are others out there. I just haven't had time to catch up, so I have to box set that. Anyway, this concerns the adventures of two alien exiles disguised as a schoolboy and a teacher, and their human friends. With all that is on right now, and my limited time, As I said before, I will box set this at some time, but for the moment I'm sticking it in the vault for a rainy day. But recommended if you are at a loose stand. Might be okay too if you are not really into DW. It has a kind of Tomorrow People feel about it. Now I'm not talking about the new Tomorrow People, the American show. I'm talking about the old... TV show from, I think, the 70s and the 80s. Yeah, it does have that feel, only updated. And if you've already started watching this, if you know me, you'll know that the deadly Miss Quill is my favourite character. (laughs) Okay. I've also been watching Westworld, but again, it's that old dilemma, how do you talk about something without spoiling it. I really don't know. But I'm going to try and possibly fail miserably at this with the season finale. And one word really wow! This extra long episode right at the end is just amazing. 
and has one particularly big reveal. Think of Ian M. Banks's use of weapons, but in reverse. Or at least that's what I think. And the thing with the timeline, I had no idea. Amazing. As you can tell, I thought it was a great watch. But it is so good that I'm not sure that they haven't written themselves into a corner. And I can't really see how next season can be better. And in fact, we're going to talk about that very thing of outdoing yourself probably tomorrow with another show that I'm also watching. And so on to movies. And we start with Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, 2016 movie. In this, Miss Peregrine runs a school to protect children with strange powers. A bit like if you crossed Hogwarts with the X-Mansion and then filled it with a few gothish-looking kids. I thought this movie was better than the book because I have picked up that book and I've found it a bit difficult to get into. Not complicated, but just a little bit boring. But the movie was okay. Although, because of the source material, I suppose, not very memorable. Not bad, but more of a rainy vid afternoon at home than on the big screen. But Eva Green is in it, so yeah. But she's trying to be all school mommy and smokes a big pipe, and I don't think she quite carries that off because she is Eva Green. So that's Miss Peregrine School for Peculiar Children. Next, TIE Fighter from 2015, and I am probably the last person in the entire world, perhaps even this galaxy and other galaxies far, far away, to watch this. But news doesn't always travel fast to the terrifying Castle Roy. In any case, this is a YouTube animation short made by a person calling themselves... Ota King 77077 and published on YouTube on March the 24th, 2015. Yeah, so the news took almost two years to reach the lofty and terrifying heights of Castle Roy. In the creator's own words, what if there was an empire focused short Star Wars animation drawn? with a crazy detail and shading of classic 80s anime that's all but vanished from Japan nowadays. Well, I tried my best. Apologies in advance for not living up to Venus Wars standards. Drawn and animated by yours truly over four years worth of weekends with music by the living guitar solo Zach. Raman and sign design by up-and-coming audio technician Joseph Laver. Fans of LucasArts seminal 1994 TIE Fighter game may notice a few familiar sights and sounds. That incoming missile noise gives me horrible flashbacks to this day. So that's what the creator himself says about 
this movie. Since uploading, it has had almost 7 million views. Wow. And I get less than a thousand listens to my podcast a month. Okay, I've put the link to the video in the show notes, but if you can't be bothered, just Google TIE Fighter Movie. It is really excellent and really worth a watch. Really enjoyed this. And it's so short, so heartbreakingly short. I don't know why this guy isn't actually working for Lucasfilm. Or Disney, I suppose, now. Maybe he is. Actually, if you are that guy, Otaking77077, and you're listening to this podcast, fat chance, let me know. Okay, and that's it for movies this week. And now, swiftly on to books. The Scarlet Gospels 2015. Again, late to Castle Roy. Actually... I did know when this came out. Unfortunately, I couldn't afford to buy the hardback version at the time. But the paperback version's been out for a while, and I did buy it. It is the present that I gave myself this Christmas. And you know when I was writing these show notes on New Year's Day? I said then, and I'm looking at my show notes now, that it is my only present. And I said at the time, being a bit miserable, that I'm not sure what it says of me, that my present is the sequel to one of the bloodiest and nastiest of horror series of books and films ever. That is Hellraiser, of course. You know what? Now that I think about it, looking back on my notes, I'm quite happy with that. I'm quite happy of what that says about me, at least horror geek-wise. Anyway, I will let you know how it goes, and I do intend reading more this year because I have got right out of the habit of consuming literature over the past few years, not just books, but even comics, magazines, anything not written by me in fact, although that's not quite true. That's what I thought when I was writing these notes, but there is a few things I'd like to add to that. I think I'm going to talk about that, yeah, in the after show of this show. Next, games. Right, if I had anything else that I wanted to buy myself for Christmas, I would have considered a Nintendo Classic, or an Xbox 360 PC controller so I can play my retro games in DOSBox. Except, yep, that was a kind of clickbaity lead-in to the next bit, because before any of you lot go off and pay over the odds for the Nintendo box, or try finagling your settings in DOSBox, maybe you want to look at the retro engine Sigma, which looks like a little silver Sega Mega Drive. It is still on Indiegogo, but it has blown past its target funding by thousands of percent. Or possibly one of the many multi-cart systems like the Retro Freak. 
And I've put some links to some articles and the Indiegogo campaigns in my show notes. There's a really good Forbes article, although I hate advertising other people's writing, but there you are. Forbes, it's not as if I could compete with them, is it? Hey, Forbes, do you want to employ me? See, I think what's going on, and it's not much of a stretch to work this out, is that all the major players who actually make consoles have seen how popular the Nintendo Classic is and are vying to bring out their official retro consoles in 2017. Maybe it's prudent then that you consider better third-party alternatives which come out with additional features like multi-system compatibility, functionality, the retro engine Sigma is apparently powerful enough to work as a normal desktop computer. And I did check out the specs, it does seem to be sort of more powerful than the Raspberry Pi, but I have heard this before by the Pi people themselves, and all I have to say about that is, yeah, right, I'll believe it when I see it, because it is just not true. A lot of these tiny single-board computers, maybe you can do a bit of light browsing, whatever light browsing is, because I don't believe even that exists. I'm on my Mac Mini, and that has an iCore 5 processor. It doesn't really have a graphics card, but it has a fairly powerful pokey processor. And I can even run out of juice browsing on this. So as far as whether that will work as a reasonable desktop machine, I doubt it. But it's going to be almost certainly better for playing retro games. My one beef, actually, with the Raspberry Pi, straying from the point now, but I'll let it go in a minute and we'll get on to the next thing, is that it doesn't really run DOSBox that well. There are technical reasons for that, but mainly it's to do with the fact that it's an ARM processor, not a normal PC 8086 architecture machine. But, yeah... Onto the thing about buying something like the Nintendo Classic. I can see the attraction in buying officially sanctioned stuff, but if your nostalgia is to play the game rather than caress a gleaming new console like Gollum, and I can understand that completely, my precious, then something like these could be the console that you are looking for. Yeah, I know, I tried to put a little Star Wars-y stuff in there. For me personally though, I have the original Game Boy and the original Sega Mega Drive console, the 16-bit one, and they are just too much hassle to play with the carts I have for them. I mean, the Game Boy is okay, honestly, but the Sega Mega Drive's a complete hassle. I tried plugging the thing in over Christmas because I noticed that my FreeSat box underneath my TV has a SCART socket. And for some reason in my mind, I thought that my Mega Drive had this, but it doesn't. I think it has just coax. It might have S-Video, but I think it's just coax. So there's no way to really connect it. And I don't have a big bundle of leads with me here. 
So, for the convenience of playing your old carts in a machine, that'd be great. Especially if you have a modern TV and you want the stuff to be properly upscaled, which is also another hassle you have to think about. If that's all sorted out for you on one of these third-party retro consoles, then so much the better. We better move on because I could really spend the whole show talking about just retro gaming, but this isn't really what the podcast is about. It's a kind of overview of everything geek, though come to think of it now, maybe I should have talked about that in more detail. Maybe in a future show, who knows. I did notice, though, that the Sigma retro thingamadoodle does not do Commodore 64. So, how do I get a cassette tape or the Commodore 64's Ring of Power onto my TV? I don't know. Probably find the DOS version, I suppose, if there is one. Hmm. Okay. Next, technology. With all those major corporations and governments constantly being hacked, and now our government requires that UK ISPs retain our browsing data, no doubt to be eventually shared not only by a zillion government bodies without warrant, except MPs, of course, but also by Five Eyes Partners, which include the UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand. My question is, how long is it before hackers get access to this data? Because some government idiot hits the wrong key. Not long at all. Because of this, I, like many others, are installing VPNs, or at least trying them out. I tried out NordVPN, And you know what? It was okay to set up, not completely as intuitive as some of the reviews out there say, because you do need to tweak a few things. And I also found their response to my query to have a free trial very quick, so that's good. But I found it generally slow across the board for browsing, P2P, mail, And that's even with NordVPN's recommended settings and guides. It, in its default state, also seems to leak DNS data through Firefox, or at least it did in the version of Firefox that I'm running, which is maybe one or two versions behind the latest. And I found that I had to seal the leak manually. So that is one thing to look out for. And I'll repeat that again so you can Google it. Check NordVPN when you install it for DNS leaks. If you don't know what that means, look it up. It's not a good thing. And that also applies for other VPNs that you might be trying out. Also... When you install a VPN, you'll find that some apps will require reconfiguring because they just won't work otherwise, like P2P clients and also, surprisingly, Mail. Gmail IMAP settings don't like it and during the time that I tested out NordVPN, I couldn't work out how to fix that. 
There may be also other apps that don't like running a VPN. Check that out before you do anything as well. So, looks like I'm not using a VPN after all, although I feel that I should do. And what are the alternatives to this? No idea whatsoever. I do know that Opera, the browser people, offer a free VPN, but there are possibly security concerns because I heard, although I haven't looked into this much more, that Opera has been acquired by a Chinese company. So that's good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm sorry if I sound a bit negative, but it just doesn't seem on that just about every public body you can think of in this country and... I was going to say half a dozen others, but five eyes, so slightly less than half a dozen others, now has access to our browsing history. Or rather, not our browsing history, sorry, I've misled you. It's the websites that we visit. They tell us that they don't drill down further than that, but who knows? You've just got to take it as read that all the stuff that you are doing online now is being snooped at, and that's just not good enough. It wouldn't be good enough even if they could guarantee that our data was never looked at by anyone but the people who are charged with keeping us safe because it's a massive intrusion of privacy. But even if you agree to that level of snooping, because you think that the government are going to keep you safe, can they guarantee that that data won't get out somehow? I just don't believe it. We've seen too much evidence to the contrary. On that highly negative note, maybe we should get on to the after show. Yes, there is no part two of the show this week, because tomorrow I'll do that. I'll talk all about writing tomorrow. But, yeah, there is much, much more to come on Roy's Rocket Radio. Sorry about my absence. I did have a reason. I don't want to bore you about it. I have been asked in the past where I get all this stuff that I podcast about. But we are living in the age of nerd and there is just so much geeky stuff out there to talk about that I can honestly say it is impossible to keep up. So my question really is, why am I not podcasting 24 hours a day? Well, that's because I do have other things to do. And on that subject, I already have enough for another two shows. So you can look forward to more news about shows and films, but also books. Because, as I mentioned earlier in this podcast, I noticed that over the past couple of years, I have hardly read any books. I had, and I've said this before, put it down to writing, because when I'm writing, for some reason I find my writing more absorbing than reading. And that's what I kind of justified the fact that I'm not reading much, but I have occasionally tried to read something that I've really 
wanted to read, like The Magicians. Don't even get me started on that now, because that's a really good book, and I'm still reading it. Although, I bought it months and months ago. I'm still reading it. And, okay, I'll get down to the reason why this is happening. It isn't to do with not having the time to read or being busy with my own writing. What I've found, because I've really thought about this over Christmas when I really didn't have much to do apart from read, I think it's down to my useless reading glasses. I have these reading glasses, and they're prescribed for what the optician thought was normal reading distance. But I've spent most of my life being extremely short-sighted, which means when I take off my glasses, the way I've become used to reading, before I needed reading glasses, was jamming the book right up to my face. And that's the way I'm comfortable reading. But the reading glasses means that I need to read at a distance, and I'm just so uncomfortable that I can't do that. I use my reading glasses to write. I use it on my little notebook computer because it is the ideal distance apart for that. And it also works as sort of visual white noise because it blurs everything further than writing distance. But for reading, it's absolutely useless. So now I'm taking them off completely. And I found that Returning to that earlier state where I just didn't use glasses to read is much more comfortable, so expect me to talk a lot more about literature consumption in future shows. And on that waffly ending, we come to the denouement of the show. This was Roy's Rocket Radio, episode 163, recorded on Thursday the 12th of January 2017, and the time at the end of the show is 19.32 and 22 seconds. Now I'm off to make myself some dinner, and I'm pretty hungry, and then I'm going to watch DS9. I was going to play D&D tonight, but it's been cancelled again! Um, right. Yeah, so dinner and speak to you tomorrow. Have a great evening and, oh, actually not a great evening. Have a great whenever you're listening to this. Hope you're not commuting and hope you don't get stuck in the snow because there's a Roy's Rocket Radio bad weather warning. I just heard it on the news. It's going to be snowing apparently in a lot of the UK tomorrow. Hopefully not here. Why am I still talking? I'm hungry, so I'll go now. Okay then, bye for now. Bye! The... Sigma Retro Thingamy Doodle.